Welcome to Hack to Start, a podcast focused on interesting people and the innovative ways they achieve success. I'm Franco Variano. And I'm Tyler Copeland. Each week we speak with a new guest about how they created, hacked, and hustled their way to the top and distill their insights and experiences for you. The path to success isn't always linear. Hack, start, and repeat. This episode is brought to you by Breather. Find beautiful, practical spaces that you can reserve on the go. Ghost, a simple, powerful publishing platform that allows you to share your story with the world. And SoundCloud. Hear the world sounds. This episode features Thomas Lorenvincius, founder of Despreneur and the Mobile Design Book. Hey, Thomas, thanks for being on the show today. Hello, thanks for having me. So we always like to start off the show by uh, learning a little bit more about uh, the guest. So where are you from? What did you study? And how did your passion for entrepreneurship start? Yeah, I'm originally from Lithuania in just like in the countryside. I grew up in the countryside in a small town. Uh, Then I moved uh, to Denmark to study uh, multimedia design and communication for uh, one and a half year. And uh, uh, then I moved for half a year to London to do my uh, internship in a Studio Nerds company which is a digital agency. And uh, after some time, uh, I left London to go back to Lithuania to work on some startups. Then I got back, I think, to London. And then uh, I decided just to quit and work on, on my, uh, my own ventures full-time. So I was just doing part-time uh, uh, design work for the agency and then working on my own stuff. What were and some of those? Currently, sorry? Sorry, I was going to say, what were some of those projects? Uh, the projects were blogging. I started blogging in late 2007. I was just playing. I was just playing around with WordPress and was really excited about the platform. At the time, it was just, just a blogging platform, but it evolved into something more, more than just like a CMS. Uh, so yeah, I was just working on some blogs, uh, doing some guest blogging, uh, trying to create uh, more like Photoshop tutorials and uh, just get my my name out there. So these are where the projects and. Uh, then I started Despreneur, I think, uh, when I was still in London. So it's like London, the original birthplace for Despreneur. And uh, before leaving to London, I started another project, which is a photo marketplace uh, called Ref, uh, which is all about selling natural-looking pictures mm-hmm. of people interacting with technology. And yeah, I think that, that's it for now. We have some other projects coming up, coming up next, but it's still in the progress, so... I cannot tell you much about it. Cool. Mm-hmm. So you've built several design and development businesses and blogs. So right now you're you're building Despreneur. What is what is it, and why is it different from any other startup and design blogs? Um, so yeah, as I mentioned, I had uh, a couple more blogs before. The first one was uh, Inimu.net, which was like just weird name for design blog. I didn't I didn't have time to to find a cool name, so <laughs> I just called Inimu.net. I think I got the .NET uh, domain because it was cheaper. I'm a cheap ass. And then, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I just sold it. After that uh, was the next one, webdesignfan.com, which was, uh, I think, the most successful. Maybe this one will be more successful than, than that. But, yeah, this one was pretty good. I, was, I started writing Photoshop tutorials. A lot of people started reading and, you know, commenting, interacting with me. And this is how I got a lot of tw- Twitter followers. Uh, because I was producing a lot of content and, and people started following me. 
but I sold it as, as, as well because I moved to Denmark. So at, at that time I was maybe 18 or uh, nearly 19 years old. So I moved to Denmark to invest in my future and study uh, multimedia design and, and uh, communication. So how did, how did you go about launching the site and, and building an audience around uh, Despreneur? Um, so yeah, I got that experience from the previous blogs and experience was pretty bad because I, I usually launched overnight so nobody could ever imagine that this, this thing is going to be uh, alive and then I learned that nobody really cares if you don't create any anticipation, if you don't tell people about your ideas and if you don't collaborate with them. So for Despreneur I was uh, working hard for like two or three months. I started to interact with other bloggers, other designers, other artists. Uh, to get in touch with them and just to be on their radar and uh, when the time came I reached out again and said maybe you could tweet out uh, uh, a message about the seminar coming to life or uh, maybe I could interview you and then uh, you know we can just have a chat how we can collaborate uh, uh, to create uh, this win-win situation you know so this is how I went with uh, the seminar. And You started specifically with design resources but have slowly gone into other verticals how do you do this with other verticals aligning your core audience? Um, I think at the beginning, main idea was <clears throat> about targeting designers and uh, teaching them uh, how to make money online, not just online, but just to teach them entrepreneurship. This is how Despreneur name uh, was born, basically design entrepreneur. And uh, I think I learned a lot of things and I tried to adapt to everything, what I see. So. First of all, I started with uh, resources, then I, I started interviewing people, then I started some tutorials, uh, then more and more like guest authors approached me and I think, I'm not sure which direction it goes now, but I think it's, it's slightly different than it was at the beginning and I think I just try to learn and adapt uh, to the current situation. Is that answering your question, or or I didn't understand yeah, it? No, that's oh, that was, perfect. That's great. Um, so so uh, maybe li maybe a little bit more along those lines is is just so how do you how do you go about finding um you know other bloggers to to kind of touch base with to to share interest in um and and how do you monetize your blogs? I think like design community generally is is very friendly. This is how I got into like Photoshop and design. I I didn't have uh, any like formal education before. Uh, moving to Denmark and studying the like business and, and design stuff. So I think uh, everything that I learned online was uh, like tutorials on Touch Plus and other smaller, bigger blogs. And uh, I think everyone is very open in the design community to share what they know. They don't uh, like to hide secrets. And for example, for this book, I just reached out to Paula. I didn't know her in, in person. I just met her online and we were just tweeting. And she said, yeah, why not? We can do something. So there were no boundaries uh, that could stop you know, people from collaborating with each, with each other. And I see a lot of uh, designers also doing podcasts as you guys and then uh, writing books, uh, launching startups. So I think uh, generally it's, it's very easy to, to get in touch with people. You just need to, to do something, tweet, tweet at them or shoot an email. Of course, at the beginning it's really hard if you don't have a name, if you are just uh, coming out of nowhere. But if you follow their blog, if you comment... Uh, their posts. If you ask questions for a couple of days or a week, they know your name, they know your face or avatar. I think uh, it makes you more familiar with them, mm -hmm. and then after that time, you can just get in touch and 
of course, you need to provide value at the beginning because if you are just someone they don't know and you say, come on, maybe you can spend 30 minutes of your time to do a podcast or interview or something, it's, it's nothing for them, it's just for you. So I think if you write, come on, look, I have this blog which generates 2,000 uniques every day, you'll get some exposure, maybe some clients uh, will get interested in your work uh, and my audience is this and this and that. So I think in this case, they are more likely to collaborate with you, not just like giving their time or, or, or resources. That's uh, some great advice. And so, and so recently you just started a new project, Ref, the picture site? So what is it and why did you start it? So this, uh, this project was, uh, let's say, a product of uh, around the Europe trip. And last year we did uh, around the Europe trip with my friend Eustace. Mm-hmm. And we're just doing, uh, well, just very quick, like, city from city, hopping country from country. So we started in, in Lithuania and then went uh, across, I think, 13, 14 countries. And... Uh, after that, we were like just graduated. He was working in a bank, and I was working in this agency. And we thought, okay, we don't want to do any stuff for anyone, so we should do something, some startup. And we were struggling for some time to find an idea. But then uh, I was doing some freelance work after the after the trip, and uh, one company approached me to do a landing page, and I struggled to find a good like stock picture of a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's pretty funny because I was looking on Shutterstock for like maybe two hours to find a good like natural looking uh, picture of refrigerator and I couldn't find good one, so I just said okay I'll I'll use this one. Then I sent uh, the mock up to 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 the client and he said uh, well the pictures they they're really bad they are not like real looking they're like studio setup so maybe we could find something uh, different and uh, after completing this project I think I I remember this. Uh, this problem that many of designers have and when I was working in, in London with other designers they had also the same problem. Most of them are just like stereotypical looking uh, uh, entrepreneurs in suitcases always smiling and shaking their hands. <laughs> you know these kind of pictures. Yeah. So yeah. we decided to, to sell our, our, our pictures from the, from the trip. We didn't have professional cameras but we had uh, our iPhones and uh, the amazing uh, Vasco cam or Vasco whatever you pronounce it which is really good. So we started uh, a free Tumblr blog and we created a landing page and a couple of hundred people uh, signed up. So we thought, okay, I think that's enough for the, for the idea validation. We should uh, do something more about it. And uh, the main MVP idea was to, to sell natural looking uh, stock pictures from the phones. So it uh, would be like a marketplace, like an eBay where people can sell and buy the mobile pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, at the beginning, it was pretty hard because we we're pretty new to photography industry, but then we, we did uh, a lot of research uh, to like uh, stock markets, what are the competitors. We're one of the first ones in the, in the market with this idea, but then other like better funded startups showed up. And uh, I think uh, after meeting with one of the investors in Lithuania, we, we changed our... Uh, our, how it's called, the USP, the unique uh, selling proposition. Yes. So we, we changed uh, the main idea of just selling mobile pictures because for the end user, for the buyer, you don't care if, if, you're, if the picture was taken with a washing machine or a phone or a professional camera. So, so we decided to 
focus on what actually users need and uh, we're targeting like agencies designers who are struggling to find good pictures and we made a quick uh, like poll on on I think Paul Daddy or somewhere and uh, we did, we found out that people need like good like looking startup pictures uh, people interacting with technology pictures so we decided to go with this idea because we are more or less living this startup startup business life at the moment uh, where we just run business out of our uh, laptops or iPhones. So we decided to go with this idea and the current uh, ref website looks like where we're trying to sell best looking, natural looking uh, uh, photos of people interacting with technology. Yeah, so, uh, I've been on the site before, and I think these sites are really great. And as a designer, we need you know we need these stock photos and be able to easily access them, you know, just through a search engine on a website or just have a large database. So I think it's a great idea. You're a user experience designer and developer by trade, and recently co-authored the mobile design book. What are some of the biggest lessons you share with other designers or entrepreneurs for mobile design? Um, so my interest into mobile design started last year when I. Uh, when I met uh, a co-founder of, of Wobu, which is a mobile app of, uh, how to say, like, of emotions. It's like Instagram for emotions. So you can uh, send your friend a picture of your new sweater, and then he can send a, an animated selfie of, of his reaction or her reaction. So that was the main idea. We, we bootstrapped the, the app. We, we attended one of the hackathons in London, and... Uh, we launched the app successfully, then uh, we learned some lessons from there and I was struggling quite a lot when uh, creating my first uh, design for this application. And then I thought, alright, I'm, I'm already like taking this writing challenge and I want to, to, to dig deeper in, uh, into mobile design, I should write a book. But for, for, for writing just for myself, you know, it's it's pretty like scary idea. and. Uh, I thought I couldn't handle this my own by my own because I'm having this ref uh, and Despinar projects uh, aside. So I, I reached out to Paula, and she said, "Yeah, why not? We can do that." And uh, I think I learned quite a lot a lot just by observing the the different apps from the app store, then trying to take a look uh, of user experience of how, for example, me as a first time user would use it, and then. Uh, trying to change my uh, point of view to like, like a designer. It's really hard to, to judge an app for the first time because you don't know what kind of uh, people, you don't know if you are you and in the, in the target audience. So we tried to, to judge the, the apps by, by user experience and just to be like uh, casual users of the app. And what we learned that even like the biggest, biggest brands like Airbnb, uh, Twitter, Facebook, they get some things uh, wrong. We are not sure if they're doing this on purpose, but just using inconsistent uh, fonts or, uh, or different like uh, styles of icons, then they having uh, different uh, hierarchies or uh, some of the UX, uh, how it's called, conventions broken. So it's, it was really interesting to dig deeper into, into different apps. And uh, yeah, the book is, uh, is doing pretty great. Uh, we got some really good feedback. And we didn't try to learn at the same time and just to show our uh, like observations and learnings from, the, from this process into, into one book, which can be read by entrepreneurs or even designers. So yeah. And how did you guys approach uh, marketing the book? What did you guys do differently? And, and what was the biggest lesson, you know, from from the marketing perspective, um, 
So my writing inspiration came when I just like started more of writing. Uh, the blogging was like maybe different stuff, but like more of a writing uh, inspiration came from Paul Jarvis. Probably mm. you guys know him. Yep. Another Canadian. So he uh, he shares like a lot of good uh, good advice on uh, publishing your own work or marketing your own work. So I got in touch with him. Uh, Paul, I got in touch with Nathan Barry, which is like an expert on self-publishing. Uh, so we got some uh, some advice from these guys, and then I also read the Hundred Dollar Startup uh, by Chris Galbo, and he has uh, quite a lot of nice advices there as well. So we we started uh, talking about the book quite early. Like we got the idea, and then probably next week we set up the landing page and we started talking about it to our friends, to our connections. Uh, we reached out to some like more of uh, power influencers to to just get in their uh, radar to see uh, if they are interested in this. Uh, we created uh, different like separate uh, social media accounts for Twitter, uh, Facebook, Google+. We weren't that active on these, so we failed at this point, but uh, just learn the process, I guess, in the, in the, in the end. And uh, I think the best thing was creating anticipation before releasing, so people uh, are aware of your product coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're sharing our process, so it's not like some hidden, super exciting, amazing uh, uh, project. So we shared that we're actually all right. We're writing this one. We're struggling. We we met up. We met up for the first time in in Prague. So she was uh, on Euro trip as well uh, this summer, and we met up in Prague for the first time. We did some work in Prague. Then we decided to do a launch list for ten weeks. We created originally a uh, um, email list. And uh, like ten weeks plan where we send out um, resources and like best advice of creating your own app, of designing it, of uh, developing it, of launching it, marketing it, and so on. So we got quite a lot of interest in this uh, in this uh, email list, and after that we started to approach different design blogs like Design Model, uh, Designer published something as well. <laughs> The, some other blogs uh, just to write something about uh, mobile design and then they can see you know who are these guys behind the articles and they can see oh right, they're writing a book maybe I should just sign up for the for the early release or just for, for free sample so this is how we got the early anticipation we also tried Thunderclap I don't know if you heard about this marketing uh, platform where, where which is pretty similar to uh, Kickstarter where you have a, a goal and then people can uh, Let's say pledge or back you up by uh, by using their influence or their connections. So you just connect Twitter or Facebook, and uh, when the day comes, all the tweets, all the messages go out at one time, creating a thunder effect. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't very like successful, but we got I think maybe hundred k plus uh, uh, reach, That's which cool. of course, uh, yeah, which of course converted converted into some sales, and. Uh, I think just other thing was uh, talking a lot about it on personal accounts using you know Instagram, uh, Twitter, just uh, posting updates on the book. So I think this is how we created the marketing plan. What I, what I learned about this, I think it's not about writing. Writing maybe it's just fifty percent of success. Of course, you need to to write a good book because otherwise people won't recommend you and they won't. Uh, uh, tell their friends about it, but I think talking about it and connecting uh, with, uh, with like-minded people and inf influential people in the field, it's, it's very important as well. 
How hard or challenging is it to build a web business or design community from Lithuania? Um, well, if you have an internet connection, I don't think there is a, there's any like obstacle stopping you from building a, a business from um, Antarctis or Lithuania or Malaysia or anywhere in the world. I think for, at the beginning it was really hard for me because it's it's not my native language and coming from Lithuania, which is let's say uh, economically weaker country than the Western uh, Western countries, it was hard to change my mind that I can charge much much more for the for the value than just for the for the service. So I was thinking more about uh, quantity than quality. Um, other thing that was really hard launching in Lithuania was that you cannot actually meet uh, with uh, entrepreneurs, designers, artists in person, which goes a, a long way when you meet a lot of people in person and you have this uh, human connection with them. So I think that was one of the things. But when I moved to Denmark, I started uh, attending startup weekends. Uh, I, I was uh, part of ISEC uh, Denmark and uh, in London as well. Then I met with the uh, with the Envato uh, crew in a meetup and uh, some other like tech conferences. So I think uh, moving out of Lithuania really helped to meet a lot of people in person. That uh, that helps. To, to, to build and launch a new business now, I think. Mm -hmm. And right now you're you're recording from uh, Malaysia. Yes, from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. <laughs> exactly. So that, that's cool that, that you're able to kind of, you know, build uh, build a business from, from anywhere and, and interact with other people through Twitter or email and, and still be able to do your thing. Yeah, it's, it was really incredible. Like five years <laughs> ago when I was in high school, I couldn't imagine that I will be somewhere in the world traveling and doing the stuff that I really like. So I think for everyone listening, it's just, it's just your mindset. You just need to start somewhere. And uh, there are people who are willing to help you. Mm -hmm. And there are many, many people who are willing to give you feedback, give you advice, uh, free of charge, of course. And uh, if you need any help, you can always find me on Twitter, Instagram, Tribble, whatever. And if I have time, I always try to help people because I was in a position in, in Lithuania, a pretty remote place in a big like startup online business uh, map. But it's it's really possible. You just need to work really hard and then some good things will happen, I think. Yeah, definitely. So do you have one story about uh, about yourself or your companies that, that very few people know that's kind of funny or, or really interesting uh, from, from all your adventures? I think the the biggest like adventure like for for this trip which is like there with us too the there with us first one was uh, around the Europe but the original idea was uh, around the world and we tried to to get some funds on uh, on crowdfunding uh, platform Indiegogo uh, we we then managed to to get like more than fifty dollars <laughs> probably it was too 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 douchebaggery but but yeah so for this trip I think um, the most important, like, uh, funny thing is that what you see on online or on social media, it's it's just like the good side. Traveling is not that easy. You're always like, for example, coming to this country before we were in Dubai. It looks amazing on pictures, but when you go there, it's like hell. It's like sauna. You just go out and you sweaty, you're all sweaty, like in five seconds. So we never put pictures of sweaty asses online. So <laughs> I think. That <laughs> 
this is the the dark side of traveling. Yeah, right? yeah. it's uh, not all glamorous. Yeah, generally it's it's pretty good. I mean, sleeping in a train, you know, when you get, uh, for example, in Ukraine, it was a shock for me because we got a train. We we don't understand a language, so we got a train, uh, overnight train with uh, how it's called, sleeping seats or whatever, and we thought, all right, we can we can rest in this train, and then we go into train. And it's like all public place, you know, huge dormitory of of, of beds in a train. So it was kind of shock for us. But uh, yeah, I mean, traveling is good, but what you see online is is not a, it's not everything. It's not a whole experience. So I think that's the the hidden stuff that I don't tell to uh, like everyone. So what are some of your favorite apps, tools, or books? Um, yeah, I'm trying to read a lot. Uh, I really like physical books. I'm reading quite a lot on my pocket, so I just I have a never-ending pocket list of, of reading stuff. Uh, just randomly finding them on Twitter, or some people are just recommending it to me. Uh, so the books that I would recommend people to read would be Dale Carnegie, uh, How to Influence People and Win Friends, or How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think this is the correct one. Um, then uh, the hundred dollar startup by Chris Gallibo is, is is pretty good as well for the beginners to understand that uh, living like on your own and starting your own business is is not that like uh, impossible task that just like lucky ones can do. Um, then uh, I think reading some of of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, publishing is is also pretty good. He's very charismatic and he's talking about uh, a lot of good stuff. Then uh, just reading, uh, for example, if you don't have time, reading uh, Seth Godin blog, which has, I think, the shortest blog post ever. <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's really to the point. And uh, of course, sometimes you need some explanation, but if you know his work, you can get the point. Um, what else? You need to read uh, Despreneur, which is getting better from time to time. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, you can find a lot of good stuff on Guidesco as well. I did some courses there, and yeah, it's it's very promising and very huge, huge information base. I think that's it for now. Uh, well, I can share my uh, reading list if you want. You know, but they could, that'd be great. So, so what are the kind of apps that you're using on your iPhone or your or your Mac right now? Um, on the iPhone, I use uh, Lyft. Uh, okay. So I'm using Lyft. Uh, this is like a habits tracking uh, app. Mm -hmm. And I have, uh, I think, maybe 10 tasks every day, which is 500 words every day, uh, Code Academy, drink more water, Duolingo, exercise, in book zero, meditate, no alcohol, read, run, wake up by 5.30, and write to-do lists. I uh, don't manage to do all, the, all of the stuff every day, but I'm trying to... To be consistent with uh, waking up early, then uh, planning my day, writing to-do lists, uh, exercising, and trying to to learn some new stuff, whether it's uh, Duolingo, Spanish, or Code Academy. So then the next one is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I'm not that active on LinkedIn or Pinterest, but I'm trying to just share uh, what I'm up to, my travelings, my designs, uh, and just just to interact with people. Then I have uh, Google Maps, which is very handy when you are lost in Kuala Lumpur or uh, any other city. It's really smart to load the maps before because if you get to some point, you can still see your location, but if the maps are not loaded, you cannot see where's the next street or metro. 
then I'm using uh, Airbnb uh, notes app, of course, Gmail and weather. So I think those are the, the most like used uh, apps on my iPhone and on my iMac I use of course uh, Photoshop. I just downloaded the sketch trial version. I want to see uh, if this is any better than, uh, than Photoshop because many of user interface designers are switching to sketch and so I want to give a try and don't be just an old a laggard and you know just <laughs> old man who gets on new stuff last. I use Spotify, free version. I got used to free uh, to ads. It's pretty funny here in Malaysia because I don't understand any of these. <laughs> um, I use TweetDeck, Sublime Text. My main browser is Google Chrome. I of course got some other browsers for testing, but I think yeah, that's it. Well, for for like planning stuff, I'm I'm really liking the physical paper or post post notes. And uh, just native calendar, which synchronizes pretty nicely on iPhone and I, uh, in my book. So these are the tools I use. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's about it. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show today, Thomas. Thank you, guys. It was really nice chatting to you. Well, I, I couldn't ask many questions of you, but <laughs> it was really nice of you listening to my story and my uh, my projects. Thank you. Well, that's about it for this episode of Hack to Start. You can find all the important links beneath the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Hack to Start and sign up for our newsletter to know about all the latest episodes, behind the scenes content, and more. Thanks for listening and see you next time.